Hello, and welcome back to the Crestwood Intermediate School podcast. My name is Sarah Moore, and I'm the gifted teacher here at CIS. One purpose of this podcast is to provide another opportunity for our students to gain some real-world experience. Another reason that we started this podcast was to have a way to share information with parents, as well as interviews with different area experts who could also provide valuable information for parents. If you are a Crestwood parent and you have a suggestion for a podcast episode, or if you have someone in mind that you think would be a great interview on our podcast channel and would provide value to our parents, please call the school. Crestwood Intermediate, and let us know your thoughts. And now, on to our episode. This is a student-led interview by one of our fourth grade students named Lily. She's going to be interviewing her father about his hobby. Thanks for joining us. Hi, my name is Lily Schwerko. Today, I am interviewing my dad, Jeffrey. How are you doing? I'm doing just fine, thank you. All right, so you do have a job, which is? I'm an electrical engineer. All right, and then, and I know you like your job, but sometimes you do end up having some free time, and what do you like to do then? Well, there's a lot of things I like to do. I like to spend time with my family or listen to music, but I also like to go off-roading. All right, and so I know what that is, but I know there's going to be people listening that have no idea what the heck you're talking about. So can you explain what that is? Sure. Well, off-roading is when you're driving some sort of a vehicle, and you're taking it off of the road, and you're going down trails. Uh, You can have an ATV, or you could have a motorbike, but I actually have a Jeep that I like to take on trails off-road. And sometimes I'll go camping with some friends of mine or with my kids. And we'll go down, we'll find a a park that uh, is where you're allowed to drive off-road and take the Jeeps down various trails and go around obstacles and over rocks and through mud and things and try and see just how difficult a path we can go down without getting stuck. All right, and can you explain what it's like? Because I know there's going to be some people who know what it is, or if they didn't, uh, like they might have known what it is, but they might not know what it's actually like. So can you explain what it's like? Sure. Well, it actually is very slow. We, uh, when we're on the trail, usually we're going along at a pace that's uh, about a walking pace or even a little bit slower because some of the rocks are very big or the mud might be very deep and we have to uh, drive around things or over things, and we don't want to break the Jeeps. That's very important, because if you break it and you're in the middle of nowhere, a tow truck can't come to help you out. So it's very slow, but uh, a lot of fun and very challenging, and it can take, oh, a whole day to go just a, a mile or two, and usually we have to take our lunch with us, and we'll stop somewhere on the trail to eat, Because when you're out in the middle of nowhere, there's no restaurants. All right. And you said something about, like, like you don't want the Jeeps to get broken. And so while we're on the topic of that, I remember one time you told me a story about Topher, your friend. He lost the spring out of his Jeep once. Can you tell us 
what it was like to not only like what it was like realizing that oh I lost my spring and also what it was like to journey back and find it because I know you had to go on foot. Well, that's right. A, uh, we were on a particular trail and it was very, uh, very bumpy and uneven. And when your front tires twist one way and your rear tires twist another, they call that articulation. And in this case, he actually uh, had his axle uh, tilt so much one way that one of the springs fell out and he didn't know it at the time. And because we were going very slow, sometimes you don't notice that you're missing something like that. So we actually drove for a little while longer and it wasn't until we stopped and he took a look that he realized that he no longer had all four of his springs. So we had to figure out where we likely lost it and, uh, and hope that we could find it again because, well, it's a long drive home with only three springs. So we had to drive back to where we thought uh, it might be, but we didn't know if it was going to be on the side of the, the trail or if it was going to be buried underneath a bunch of mud. So we actually had to walk along uh, and look for it. And luckily, we did find it eventually, just laying there uh, kind of half in the mud, waiting for someone. And luckily, nobody else had come along and driven over it and crushed it. All right. And other than Topher and yourself, who else normally comes with you? Well, there's a few of my friends. Uh, my brother-in-law, Eric, or my friend, Neil. And these are, are friends that I've had for a long time, actually. Uh, friends since I was in grade school or when I was in high school. Mm -hmm. All right. And also, what kinds of wild animals have you seen? Like, it sounds cool to be just out in the middle of nowhere seeing ki all kinds of stuff. Well, we've seen a lot of things. I've seen deer. Uh, I've seen rabbits and all sorts of things. But on the trip, when, uh, when we lost that spring and we'd been walking along the trail again, uh, not in our jeeps, but on foot. Once we found the spring, we got all the way back up to uh, uh, to the top of the trail. We looked back, and we saw a bear right where we had been. And he kind of stood up on his hind legs, and he looked at us, kind of wondered what we were doing there, and we wondered what he was doing there. But uh, it was a little bit frightening to know that we had just been that close to a bear. Luckily, nothing happened. It was just kind of an interesting thing that happened. But there's all sorts of animals that you encounter when you're out in the in the middle of nowhere. All right. And how many times do you think you've gone? Like I was talking to you about this earlier. You said you didn't really have a rough idea, but have you thought about that? Oh, it's been dozens. Uh, I don't know if I've gone a hundred times, but it it's probably been at least 40 or 50 times. Speaking of hard questions, what, what do you think was your favorite trail? Um, I don't know if I have one favorite trail, but I like trails that have a mix of things, uh, that have maybe rocks in one part, and sand in another, and some mud. I like it when it's challenging, but not impossible. If you get stuck, then you have to get out and take what they call a toe strap, which is a really strong, it's a strap, kind of like a rope, and somebody in another Jeep has to either pull you back or pull you forward to get you unstuck. 
And if you don't have another Jeep, you can use a winch, which I have on the front, to pull you forward to get you unstuck. But I like trails where it's challenging, but not so I get stuck all the time. All right, and you said earlier something about going camping. Like, I remember you said earlier that you used to, like, go out camping in tents with all your friends, but nowadays I like to joke about the fact that now you don't do that. You stay in cabins because you're with all your mid-aged, middle-aged friends (laughs) that have sore backs, and now you... And that's why you stay in cabins. That's so, right. That's so true. what's it like in those cabins? Well, like I mentioned, these friends I've had for a long time. So we're all about the same age. And when we were younger, you know, 20 years ago, we'd go camping and we would throw up a tent and we'd sleep on in our sleeping bags on the ground. And as we got older, we started to get uh, to use mats. So we underneath the sleeping bag so we wouldn't feel every little stone and then air mattresses and cots and now when we go camping we usually will stay in a tent where there's air conditioning and maybe a kitchen so we can cook food on the stove rather than trying to cook it just over a campfire but we still have a campfire and and hang around and uh, talk about stories about during the day so the, the cabins are much nicer than, uh, than when we just used to go in tents when we were younger. How do you define courage, and can you give an example? Well, I think courage is uh, the ability to do something even though you might be afraid. And some people might say that courage is not being afraid, but I don't think so. I think if you're, if you're able to find the strength to do something even though you're afraid, um, I think that's really what courage is. So let's say that you were that you went across a bridge and the bridge was ready to fall apart, but you didn't know it, but you walked across anyway. That really wouldn't take courage because you didn't know you were in any danger. But if there's something else that you're afraid of, it doesn't matter if it's a, a real danger or not, maybe it's public speaking, but you find the courage to do it anyway, that's courage. Okay, thank you for the great examples. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Well, thank you. It's been a pleasure being interviewed by you. Bye. Goodbye.